Welcome to the family with Holiday Hackmaster, Ralph W. Basham, MD. Andy Brant Bernard. And Cassie Schrader. And we'll be right back, ladies and gentlemen, kick things off with the family. Michael Bryant, Bradshaw and Bryant. So what's the latest? The well, latest is we're representing people who are injured through no fault of their own. Uh, people come to us, we talk to them about what their rights are. We talk to them about things that, you know, adjusters would call them up and ask them about. And we represent people in order to get them justice for the injured. And have been for a long time. Very, very successful. No question. I, I, you know, I do meet a lot of your clients. They come up to me on the street and whatever, and they talk about this, that, or the other thing. And they both say... Why do you guys hang out with Doug Sprinthal? <laughs> and I just had no answer. For <laughs> he just looks away, you big baby. In any case, that's the whole deal. So people, they got any problem whatsoever, personal injury or other legal problems, whatever, they just reach out to Brad, Sean, Bryant. Yeah, Joe and I have both been president of the trial lawyers for the state. So we talk to people about all sorts of issues. The consultation is always free, and that's what we do. Michael Bryant, Brad, Sean, Bryant. Tom here for my friends at Walzer Automotive Group with some exciting news. Walzer's rolling out Walzer Care on new and most used cars they sell in Minnesota. Well, Walzer Care is a powertrain warranty with coverage for 10 years or 150,000 miles. Powertrain coverage is like major medical coverage for your car. Engines, transmissions, all the really expensive stuff is covered. In addition, Walzer Care includes 24-hour roadside assistance. Lock your keys in your car, run out of gas, have a flat tire. Guess what? Walzer has your back. The best thing about Walzer Care, it's free with purchase. That's right, I said free. So, if you're shopping for a new or used Subaru, Honda, Nissan, Mazda, Toyota, Buick, GMC, Chrysler, Jeep, Dodge, Ram, Hyundai, or Chevrolet, see my friends at Walzer and get Walzer Care for free. We are back, ladies and gentlemen. God, we're only, uh, uh, what, well, Christmas is, Christmas Eve is a week from today, isn't it? Yep. Holy hand. A week from today. That's right. The winter solstice. Christmas time. Winter solstice on Saturday. Yeah. The 21st. Friday, Saturday, yeah. It's the shortest day of the year, and then it's going to start getting lighter and later and later. Indeed. It's all true, ladies and gentlemen. Is Kristen Burt ready to go? She is. Kristen, Kristen, time is here. What do you think of that? <laughs> that was beautiful. I cannot wait to hear the full version. Kristen, Kristen, time is here. I like it. Yes, and it's my birthday month. So, it's you know, December is kind of like my time of year. It was Michelle Tafoya's birthday today. I sang a little, uh, little happy birthday to her on the air, Michelle Tafoya. She turned 100 years old today. So that was nice. Oh, I see. Sure, she appreciated the shout out to her age. <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't even know how old Michelle is, but she's on, you know, NBC Sunday Night Football, and she's out in. Matter of fact, she's in LA right now shooting a Lowe's commercial, so that's good. Oh, nice, good for her. Yeah, she's good. She's got all kinds of stuff going. On. Yeah, she's she's great to work with. I will tell you that. I get a feeling, though, I don't know how much longer Tommy's going to be able to have her on the show because if she's flying out to LA to cut commercials, it. It doesn't look good in the long term, I'll tell you that. Not too long. But that's cool. I mean, all the best to her. She's she's great to work with. Before you become one of the little people. One of the little people. Tom, I just, uh, what was your name again? Was it Tom? Was it Tom? I can't remember. And you're calling for what? What are you going to do? What? I don't get up till noon now. I don't know what you're talking about. So, Kristen Burt. Yes. 
I'm going to put your name. I'm going to replace Charlize Theron's name with your name, okay? Well, I don't know, because you, are you going to say nice things about Charlize? <laughs> I don't know what you're talking Sometimes about. Sometimes she's a challenge. Oh, yeah, that's true. She can be a challenge. You know why she could be a challenge, though, right? Why? Oh, because I'll put your name in here, and then you'll understand, because this is an actual headline with her name in it, but I'm going to put your name in then instead. Okay, you ready? Are you going to talk about her mom shooting her dad? You got it, homie. Yeah. <laughs> Charlize Theron on the night her mom killed her dad. <laughs> Woo, that's a tough road to hoe. Wow. Yeah, you know, it's a, that story was very well publicized like 15 years ago when she kind of came became famous, and then mm-hmm. all of a sudden it's resurfacing again. Is she interesting? Is she a real pain in the ass? She's very challenging to interview. I, um, you know, I love her work. Honestly, I do. I find her icy though um, when it comes to interviews. She's not that warm. A lot of times, she'll just skip the press line. Which if they don't want to talk, they don't want to talk. But uh, you know, when you're at the Oscars, I'm like, and you're nominated, just talk. Um, it's your big night. Yep. People are going to throw you softballs all night long because it's your big night. <laughs> so it's not like you're, you're kind of stuck one-on-one in a major interview or anything else like that. We're just trying to get a sound bite. And that's right. when I really sort of different, differentiate like the A-list actors from the A-plus actors because there is a game to it, and some people are really good at the game. Hugh Jackman, George Clooney. Michael Douglas, Captain Zeta Jones, they know enough to just sort of like slide by, give you the sound bites, make your night, so you go back to your editor going, We got the footage. She's one of those that she's like, meh. Yeah. I understand completely. Okay, I just gotta read this next it's just two lines, but I find it it's two thousand nineteen, almost twenty twenty, right? Mm-hmm. Okay, you know the Finland prime minister is a young woman. You know that, right? The Prime Minister of Finland is a young woman. Well, the Interior Minister of Estonia is not a young woman. So apparently he's not wild about the uh, Finland Prime Minister because he called her, and I quote, a sales girl. (laughs) Oh, no. Why on earth in 2019 would you call somebody a sales girl? (laughs) We're going to start calling Kristen a dancing girl. Dancing girl, Kristen. I know. Oh, my God. I couldn't believe it. Oh, man. I mean, how bad is that? I got. I wonder that if you is ever, bad. Do you think he apologized? Well, is what it is. Well, it's only one paragraph. So, at 34, Sana Marin is the world's youngest prime minister, and the Finnish leader started her term on the receiving end of a dig. Estonia's interior minister, Mart Helm, and again this morning I point up. I think it's Matt Helm, starring Dean Martin. <laughs> Mart Helm was appearing on a radio talk show produced by his populist far-right party, Ekra when he cast doubt upon her ability to run the county. Does he mean the country? Because it says county. Probably. They mean country, don't they? Yeah, they got a little... Helm said, and I quote, now we see how one sales girl's become a prime minister and how some other street activists and non-educated people have joined her cabinet. Oh, my God. (laughs) Mart, settle down, Mart. (laughs) Mart's all whipped up, Kristen. What's the problem? <laughs> oh, God. He's got a problem with women in power, possibly. <laughs> yeah, I guess. Oh, what did you think of Obama's uh, comment about uh, about women? Do you like that? That women can run the country better or run the world better? Probably, I agree. 
Oh, for correct. I knew you'd stab me oh, right in the back. Well, listen. Right you know in the what? back. It would be. <laughs> we are really good at multitasking, which is required for the job. I think women are also, in general, these are sweeping generalizations because we can all think of examples of when that's not the case. Right. I think we're also more empathetic um, and listen better than men do. And I think that those are some good skills to have as a leader. Yeah, you know, I understand your point, but you're a sales girl, so, you know. I'm <laughs> a sales girl. I don't know what I'm selling, but. <laughs> yeah, no one knows what you're selling, but. <laughs> no, I yeah, know. I don't. I just don't understand well, when, any of it. Well, when you uh, look at, uh, when you look at, some, when you say someone can multitask, it's a fine line between multitasking and uh, not being able to pay attention. <laughs> so, yeah, so, so. I mean, and to that case, I mean, women can sometimes, because we take it all on, and especially if um, women are moms, they feel like they need to have be able to do the full-time job at home 100% mm-hmm. and the full-time job outside the home 100%, and then you become overworked. Um, but men, <laughs> my husband, if he tries to do two things at once, it's a disaster. He has to focus on one task, and that is it. Well, that, maybe that's because he can focus on one thing. Oh, his mind doesn't wander. <laughs> he doesn't have oh. attention deficit disorder. See, there you I go. I would not disagree on that. <laughs> um, here's a story that uh, in my neighborhood that happened before, but I don't know about the rest of the world. Um, Roni Castaneda Ramirez. Okay. Mm-hmm. Hours after getting married, a groom was allegedly killed by wedding crashers at his own reception. Police in Chino, California, were called to a residence around 2.20 in the morning Sunday to find Joe Melgoza, 30, with blunt force trauma to the head, NBC News reports. Friends and family say two men came uninvited to the reception, which started Saturday night in the backyard of the bride's sister's home, and were asked to leave. Those cowards came back with bats, Melgoza's brother said. That's why you have a three fifty seven Magnum. <laughs> oh, do you have a bat? Really? Good for you. Don't bring a bat to a gunfight. Exactly. The groom was trying to protect his family when he was beaten. He was found in the backyard of a home nearby and later died at a nearby hospital. Guy was oh. beaten to death at his own wedding reception. Oh, in Jesus. The, and in the head. Oh, and that I'm getting hit in the head. Yeah, that's not thing. good either. That's terrible. Oh, it's horrific. That's brutal. Uh, Roni Aristides Castaneda Ramirez, 28, and Josu... Daniel Castaneda Ramirez, 19, were arrested for murdering the groom on his wedding day. Thank you. Wow. Thank you so much for that. Nobody got murdered at your wedding reception, did they? No, because there were only two of us. (laughs) We eloped. Oh, that's right. You eloped, I forgot. It it means that either I killed my husband or he killed me. So since we're both still alive. And married and happy for all good. No, I'll give you I'll give you the ghetto wedding scenario where I grew up, went to a wedding ceremony, and the groom and the bride's father got up on stage together to kinda, of, you know, put you know, hey, the new son in law, it's usually, hey, what a great kid and blah blah blah. So they both get up there and they're talking and the dad of the bride the father of the bride made a joke about his daughter, some cute little joke about, it. well, it's about time she t- turned into an honest woman or something like that. It was something like, it was no big deal. It was something like that. He finally turned her into an honest woman. 
my friend punched him right in the face and knocked him out on stage. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> there's a there is a North Side wedding if you ever want to go to one right there. <laughs> like fun. Oh my God! I'll, we were like, what? <laughs> well, it was memorable. Oh, yeah. I'll never forget it. I'll never forget it. Like You'll going, never forget it. Right. It's like going to some weddings, uh, you know, up in the hills or uh, certain parts of the United States where, the where, you, where, you, where you, go into the, you go into the chapel and you're related to both the bride and the groom. <laughs> well, that's a possibility right uh, which there. Which side do the, I sit on? That's right. I will never forget that. Yeah, it's about time she turned into an honest woman. <laughs> Boom! <laughs> Whoa! Uh, I don't know how those two kids ever got along. That wedding didn't last long, by the way. I should point out mm. that uh, that marriage did not last very long. Mm. Oh, I was going to say, are those I two kids? I think you can get a sense of how the wed- or how the marriage is going to go from a wedding. Honestly, uh-huh. I, know I always, is, yeah. Uh, honestly, yeah. sometimes I'm there and I'm like, this one's not going to last. I keep feeling that it's people's weddings, but and it usually turns out to be true. Well, I need to point out that my friend who punched his father-in-law uh, died very young. And it wasn't an accident, I'll tell you that. <laughs> okay, so... I don't mean to laugh. Yeah, well, horrible, but... you know, it's one of those deals. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I'd cut back on that, that behavior if I were you, but mm-hmm. that's just me. See, because some people, when you sucker punch them, they have a gun and then you're dead. That's right. Ooh. Which is kind of how it happened. Uh, you know, one th- other thing from that wedding, which is really cool, because my, my friend... There's more. Got like, oh, yeah. Oh, this is, no, this is even better. This is cool. Because my friend married a Mexican woman, right? So, you know, the, 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 she was a Mexican woman and her relatives, and then and my honky buddy and his relatives. And one of the people I was talking with, this Mexican guy, he's a really nice guy, having a great time, but, he, you know, he had a little too much to drink, right? No. So he's going to walk across West Broadway, right there at Penn Avenue and West Broadway. He made her to the center line and dropped to his knees. <laughs> and he's in the, on his knees on the center line on a pretty, you know, this is a four-lane road, right? Mm-hmm. It's not some little backside street. He's on his knees. He sticks his right fist up in the air and hollers, Chicano power. (laughs) (laughs) It was the greatest ever. Too bad cell phone cameras weren't. Oh, God, I would have loved to have that on camera. That would have been phenomenal. But honestly, looking back, my childhood was bizarre, but damn, it was fun. Mm -hmm. Watching all those psychopaths running around like lunatics. Good God, people are crazier than hell. Isn't that amazing? And it hasn't changed. I guess people not. Not with crazy. Pe- people beating grooms to death in their own backyard or their sister-in-law's backyard, I guess it was. But uh-huh. I don't know. So so you didn't punch anybody at your elopement? Um, no, I Why did not, not punch my husband. Actually, my husband left me on my wedding date. Did I ever tell the story? What? <laughs> We got married in Palm Springs. Ooh, there you go. <laughs> on July 1st. It was a Friday right before the 4th of July weekend. And, of course, Bill got a call back for a national Toyota commercial oh. on the same day as our wedding. Uh-oh. And um, so we got married at, like, 1030 in the morning. And he just was so stressed out about it. I'm like, you should go. You should go to this callback. Um and so I spent the whole day, like, floating in the pool at a place that we stay at so frequently. Um, the 
owners were like, we have a cake for you. Like, where is Bill? And I was like, he's taking a nap because I didn't want them to say he went back to L.A. for an audition. Right. Too many questions. So I was and they're like, well, he must be really tired after the 1030 a.m. wedding, you know. <laughs> um, so he finally came back on Springs Lake that night. And he's like, I was like, how did the audition go? He was like, it went terrible. And I was like, oh, my God, don't tell me that. Just lie to me. At least say, like, it went great. <laughs> but it turns out he booked the commercial after all that. So we always call it our wedding gift. Oh, so he did wow. book the commercial. That's good. He did book it. Yeah, it was really great. Was this so, on camera? Um, I looked like a great. Yeah, yeah. Oh, it was on camera. Okay. It what, was a, what yeah, I... it was an on-camera speaking role. It, and it was already, it was down to him and, like, two others. So I just said, you know, we're at this point where it's so far down the line that if you don't go, you're always going to have questions about it. I'd rather yeah, go. Yeah. Um, and, you know, but when he came back, he's like, it went awful. And I was like, oh, my God, don't tell me that. <laughs> no, exactly. Uh, but, so. but he booked it, and we had a really nice dinner, and it, everything worked out great. I <laughs> bet you did. I, because that's that adds up to be a lot of do-re-mi when you get a national commercial. Oh, yeah. yeah. You can make some money deal. doing it. That's right. Matter of fact, and I And all will. the residuals that come in. And yeah. I look like a good wife for letting my husband take off. <laughs> 30 minutes after we got married. Well, you, 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 well, you also uh, looked like a good wife if he had to sleep right after you were married. <laughs> That's true. That's right. That's right. Exactly. You get married, then he's sleeping. They were so sweet. We finally they had cake and they had champagne nice. and they had a gift for us. I felt like all day I was like dodging them. <laughs> we shall take a break. Be right back more with Kristen Burt in L.A. on The Family. Tom Bernard with my buddy and CEO of North American Banking Company, Michael Bilski. Tell me, Michael, we've been talking about North American Banking Company for a few years now. One thing we've discussed is that the bank is locally owned and operated. Well, how does that benefit your customer? Tommy, projects and opportunities for expansion come up quickly for business owners. A locally owned and managed bank like North American Banking Company means decisions can be made just as quickly. We know Minnesota. We live in the communities we serve. So we have experience and firsthand knowledge for what's happening in your life where you live. That means decisions are made here. We don't ship them off or pass the buck someplace out of state. Finally, getting our customers quick answers allows them to take decisive action, and that's how business gets done. Man, Michael, you're getting good at this. Practice makes perfect. Uh, perfect? <laughs> Why not bank with my banker, North American Banking Company, a better banking experience, member FDIC, and equal housing lender. If you're one of those folks out there still putting up with contact lenses or dealing with glasses, think just for a moment, what would it be like to wake up to a clear morning and experience your day with all the freedom LASIK brings? Well, I'm living proof. That dream can come true. Tom Bernard here for Whiting Clinic LASIK and Cataract. With the new year right around the corner, it's time to set your sights on 2020 vision. Get $500 off LASIK through the end of the year at Whiting Clinic. If you're like me, not a big fan of glasses and contacts, then it's time for you to find out if you're a candidate for LASIK. Call 855-554-2020 or visit whitingclinic.com for your free LASIK consultation. The great people at Whiting Clinic will take fantastic care of you, just like they did for me. Imagine 2020 by 2020 and let 2020 be your best year yet with $500 off LASIK at Whiting Clinic. Offer expires December 31st, 2019. Both eyes only cannot be combined. Results may vary. Do, 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 do
I can, in my head, see the little characters dancing to this song mm -hmm. and doing this, snapping their fingers that never quite snap. <laughs> I know. I love it. They had some weird dances there on Charlie Brown. I love Charlie Brown. They're so cute. Yep. Oh, Peanuts know. are the cutest. They are. Peanuts is about as cute as it gets. St. Paul, boy, that's all I have to say to you. St. Paul, Minnesota. Mm -hmm. Yes. If you go around St. Paul, aren't there, weren't there little Peanuts characters on certain corners? Oh, Minneapolis, too, yeah. Yep, yep. they have them everywhere. They do yeah. indeed, but uh, his son, we had his son on the morning show about a year ago. Nicest guy in the damn world. So that'll happen when your dad's still making eighty million a year, even though he's dead. Mm -hmm. You could be Ooh. in a good mood. Yeah, he's, he's <laughs> a, what the top earner for one of the dead. Oh yeah, celebrities. Oh yeah, not I mean, He's not That's Michael Jackson, quite but did, it is. Yeah. What paper did he start with? Did he start with the the Pioneer Press or I don't know. I, I would assume probably. Here's a fun fact about Charles Schultz: the the day that his last comic strip peanuts comic strip was printed he died really mm -hmm. the day the day, the day he yes. died was the last your work uh, is done yep was it going to be the last one anyway i think so yeah oh he my was, god he did it to one. himself yeah i know that's what happens when you retire <laughs> you did it die. to himself that's what i'm saying <laughs> well people were asking me about why you why are you staying at kq so much longer i said what am I going to do? Sit around and stare at the wall? <laughs> I got to work, man. I got to move. I got to, I got to, you know, I can't just sit around and do nothing. Can't do it. I've tried it in the past, and I'm not good at sitting around going, yeah, that's, I don't have anything to do. Yeah. You yeah. drive Catherine crazy. I do anyway, but, you know, that's yeah. just how that whole you're deal works. More, though. Oh, well, if you're home, it'd be more. Well, thank you very much, young No, lady. I said if you're home and bored. If you're home and bored, you're going to drive her crazy. Oh, I thought you said home and he'll drive her even more crazy. Yeah, that's what I thought you said. Oh, no, no. I said if you're home and bored. No, I'm like that, too. If I'm bored, I drive my husband bananas. He's like, entertain me. What are we going to do? Now, there might be a little loud noise coming from our house tonight because at least once tonight I have to look at Catherine and go, you know, you did pretty well for a sales girl. <laughs> <laughs> make sure, yeah. make sure those baseball bats are put away. Yeah, make sure the door's <laughs> not locked so you can run out. Get out of there as soon as you possibly can. Yeah. Uh, God, what a world! What a world! So, Kristen Burt. Yeah. Catherine and I were watching. Uh, we watched the first half last. We were going to watch the whole thing, but then I got a, a, a business call that I had to take. We watched the first hour and twenty minutes of, uh, of Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. And how are you enjoying it? I will tell you, the acting is spectacular. Isn't it? It's good. really, really good acting. It's really well. Quentin Tarantino does know how to. Uh, how to write a, a film. He knows how to produce and direct a film. He's really good at that. Don't you think? Oh, I do. I mean, I was one of those, and we're going back to 1994, but I was one of those that preferred Pulp Fiction over Forrest Gump. Now, everyone's probably going to send me hate mail, but <laughs> no. I just did. I thought it was a better constructed film, and I feel like even all these years later, I feel like it holds up better. Yeah, I, I, I was. I'm very, very impressed with Brad Pitt. That guy can act his ass off, no doubt about it. Uh, Leonardo DiCaprio is really good in it as well. Mm -hmm. uh, well, everybody in it, to tell you the truth, uh, you know, uh, Kurt Russell's in it. He's terrific. Everybody in it so far in the first hour and twenty mm -hmm. minutes has been really, really good. 
Yeah. Really good. I was pleasantly surprised by it. I loved it. Yeah, I'm loving it. I love the first hour and 20 minutes, and I, I'm assuming tonight we'll love the other uh, oh. half of the month. <laughs> I love that you took an intermission. Yeah, well, <laughs> intermission. I didn't do it on purpose. I just had to take I had to take a, a business call, so I, I didn't do it on purpose. I, I can't wait to see what your take is on the end of the on movie. On the ending, yeah. That's oh. what I, I understand it's got an unusual ending. Oh, it's brilliant, though, and it's fun and fantastic. <laughs> you know what's really cool? But now for, we have to, I have to wait until 2020 to hear the conclusion. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I know. Yeah, that's true. I'll text it to you, Kristen. <laughs> I, um, okay, please. <laughs> I, uh, yeah, I, I, I really, really enjoyed it, and we're going to watch the rest of it, and I, and I got to hear KHJ Radio with the real Don Steele. That guy was legendary in Los Angeles radio. Mm-hmm. He did one of the great things of all time. There, where's the steel bridge in, in Los Angeles or in that area? The steel Is it steel bridge still there? I don't even know what steel bridge is. Oh, well, maybe it was in a different market or whatever, but I know the real Don Steele in his career, just to be a smartass, there's a steel bridge in the town in which he was mm-hmm. working. I thought it was Los Angeles, but it might have been another town. But apparently he drove his car onto steel bridge, turned it sideways, blocked traffic, got on his car and yelled, get the hell off of my bridge. <laughs> Really? I don't think these days you get away. We don't really have bridges. No, that's true. In in Los Angeles, if you go up to San Francisco, there's plenty of them for you. Yeah, maybe maybe he did work in San Francisco. I'm not sure, but one great thing about that movie for me is, uh, you know, I was a little boy when that that whole period was happening, and you know, teenager and all that. Um, Mm -hmm. And just looking back at all those products that that they brought onto the screen, and the music that was playing, and the references, and the it just brought me back. Like, isn't he? The drive- nostalgia factor is great, isn't it? It is really good in it. I believe that Brad Pitt drives a Carmen Ghia in it. Huh. Isn't that a Carmen Ghia, Carmen Ghia yeah. convertible he's driving? Yeah, I think. It's, it's, it's a Volkswagen. It looks all squat. Looks like somebody stepped on it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I'm pretty sure that's what it was. But, yeah, so far I really, really enjoyed it. So it's going to be terrific now back-to-back because I thought I, we loved The Irishman, and now so far the first half of uh, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, we love that too. So that's that's good news. There are some good movies out there. Yeah, this is a good movie year. Um, tonight I'm going to see Cats, for better or for worse. Um, and that premiered last night in New York, and the – kind of like online reviews because no one can review it just yet um but everyone's sort of take on it is like it's the weirdest thing i've ever seen but it's magical and you should go see it so i have no idea what that means but i'm going to see it tonight i'm sorry i'm I'm a little bit uh uh, broadway ignorant is that c-a-t-s or k-a-t-z c-a-t-s cat (laughs) oh i thought it was maybe a story about a deli and it's not for anyone who has seen the Broadway show, which is which had run forever and ever and ever. Um, right. It is a real it's a reimagining of the Broadway show. Uh, the Broadway show, honestly, is, is kind of boring, um, even though the music, a lot of people know a lot of the songs from the show. But um, this is totally reinvented is, for the it, big screen. And is it uh, so when they so it's. They've done some other things to try to make it uh, surreal or magical or f- in, in some yes. way? Okay. The sets, of course, were built um, larger than life. And so when the oh. humans are up next to, you know, let's say a door, they look really tiny like they would as cats. Oh, yeah. Um, all yep. of the fur was digitally enhanced on them. So they're not like people running around in unitards with, like, fur like they are in the Broadway show, mm-hmm. um, which creeps 
creeped some people out mm-hmm. when they saw the trailer, but everyone says it works really well once you've seen the movie. Hmm. That does sound I'm good. curious. Yeah, that, that does sound good. Yeah. I'll we'll put that on the list. But What's I'll, it about? It's about cats. I assume it's about cats, but what do the cats do? Yeah, well, it's <laughs> it's based off, original. the original story is based off of poems um, from T.S. Eliot. And that's what makes the Broadway show kind of weird, but it's all like basically yeah. 24 hours in the life of a cat. Um, some of them, and they're all kind of street cats, um, and one cat's at the end of their life, um, and that's where you get memory. So... But they've added some new songs. They've got some powerhouse people. They have a whole mix of people who can dance and can't dance. And I want to see how this plays out. And they all went to cat school to learn how to move like felines. Wow. Do you remember when Billy Crystal used to do his Sammy Davis Jr. impression on Saturday Night Live? (laughs) Yes. Remember that? One of the greatest was when he was talking. To, I can't remember who the hell he was even talking to, but they were talking about the Broadway play Cats. Yeah. And he goes, well, did, you, did you know any of the cats in it? Because some of the cats I hang out with, he went right to me. It was phenomenal. It was very, very funny. Some of the cats I hang out with. It's Andrew Lloyd Webber who wrote Cats. Yes. Okay. There you yeah, have so it. Yeah, so you know, yeah, and he's known for, like, repeating a melody over and over again. If you've seen Jesus Christ Superstar yeah. or Phantom of the Opera, right. you get right. the gist of it. Hey, did, I was just thinking of something. Somebody, did Billy Crystal used to do Sammy Davis Jr. in blackface? He did, didn't he? Good question. I can't remember. Did he do Sammy Davis Jr. impression in blackface? That would be interesting because it wouldn't have been derogatory. It was just he wanted to make the, the character as real well, as possible. Well, I just I just saw uh, Ocean, the original but, Ocean's Eleven, and I think that Sammy wouldn't have minded because no. he, he he oh there was some great digs in there. Oh, yeah. Puppy yeah. and black. In fact, oh, yeah. all the characters were in blackface in the garbage truck and see, they're putting the blackface on Sammy Davis Jr. driving the truck, just laughing his ass off oh, because everybody else trying to look black so they fit into this garbage it's truck. A garbage truck. I'm a garbage man. I have to be black. <laughs> That's right. Oh, that's real nice. Oh. That's real nice. Uh, yeah, it looks like he did do it in blackface. So I'm like I googling so. it right now. I thought he did. I wonder what yeah, people would think did. in the '80s. But you know, well, he you just... know, it's funny that it hasn't um, resurfaced because you know, social media loves to go back, look at things. Oh, and go, yeah. Hey, oh, yeah. they did it in blackface. Um, I'm surprised that hasn't been called out. Honestly. Yeah, because Billy Crystal is still alive and still able to respond to that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but they, but the, the social media has sort of, a, has sort of a, what do I want to say? They, they view things through a colander or through using for a peephole, and they don't see everything. You no. know, things they don't want to see, they won't see, and you know, maybe he gets a pass because for whatever reason he gets a, he gets a go pass. Right, and I mean, I, he's not that controversial in the news. Like, if something else happens. And he did something, someone else would bring it up and go, oh, well, he also did. Yeah, yeah, that's true. No, you're absolutely right about that. That's exactly how it would happen. Uh, no getting around it. Um, so, Kristen, i got to ask you a question. This whole mm-hmm. <laughs> this whole impeachment thing that's going on now, right? Yes. Yeah. Are there down to two channels now, somebody told me, that it's only on CNN and, and Fox, that it's not even on <laughs> MSNBC anymore? It's not. It, it was I haven't on, even been paying attention to it because I'm like. I know nobody you cares. Know, I, you, know, you know, listen. I, 
that's no secret I'm not a fan of his, but I'm like, right. why, why do we wait until, like, why did we wait so late into this when we're, we're supposed to be focusing in on a presidential election that is now less than a year away? Maybe, I mean, I just feel like it's a lot of um, political theater is what I think it is. Yes, leading it is. To um, an election when we should probably just let everyone decide if the polls. Yeah, why don't we just let people vote? Everything will be good. There's not. It's never just like the Bill Clinton thing. He lied under oath, and they still uh, the the Democratic Senate at the time kicked it out of the off the docket. And the same same thing's going to happen here. McConnell already shut down Correct. Schumer's trial request for uh, all these people to appear. They're just going to put it to the Senate, and they're going to vote tomorrow. It'll go to the Senate, and the Senate will go, yeah, sorry, go on, get out. No, thanks. Yeah, it and is just, political theater. Is That's exactly what it is. But how expensive is that for the American taxpayer? That's what I'd like to know. What could you have done with all those tens of millions of dollars you're spending to help the people? I bet we could come up with a list of ten or more items of where that money could have yeah. been better spent. Yeah, I just, they got to stop this. And I do literally think that at some point in America, we're going to have to sit down and say, politicians cannot do business deals while they're in office. You can't do it. Neither can your wife, your husband, or your kids. You need to serve the I people. I completely agree. And it, um, both sides are guilty of this. Oh, yeah. This is not, oh, yeah. you know, it's a bipartisan issue. Um, it goes all the way up to Trump because he certainly didn't, separate himself from a lot of his right. businesses as he should have. And, and you go back and you look at Carter. Carter, like, separated himself completely from his peanut farm. He did. Carter was <laughs> the last one to do so, I think. Yeah, and, you know, this isn't... You're either going to be president, you're going to serve the country, yep. or, you know, it's not a it's not a business office. So, yeah, um, yeah I, I really... Because I think there's too many conflicts of interest and too many people profiting and going, well, I'll just have my kids deal with this. Or my brother, or whomever, or my wife deal with this, and they, they can make this deal on the side, and it's just really shady. It's really it's shady. shady when anyone right. does it. Oh, by the way, uh, they've amended their statement. Uh, apparently, there's some a bit of a, an amendment to the to the statement they made earlier uh, that basically they they think that Kristen Bird is a huge problem in the Senate, and therefore no. Uh, <laughs> Now nah, you'll be fine. Um, oh, we got to take a break here anyway. I, uh, my mind was wandering there for a minute. Cause, but I, 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 the reason my mind was wandering, whoops, what happened? Oh, I think maybe you Oh, yeah, there you go. There so, you go. Some nice equipment we got here. Mm-hmm. It's little like working, like working at the queue. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, no, I forgot what the hell I was going to say. Oh, I just, I am, I am di- distracted by that because I, I do want to get, want it to get over. And I hope they don't try to pull something else once this is booted out of the Senate. Just, would you just let it go? Yeah. Buy a couple buy a couple street sweepers for San Francisco to clean up that place, clean up the mess. Yeah, that'd be good. Oh. That'd be good. Yeah. Yeah, Did you my, see that yesterday? What? Oh, wait, someone, tell you, someone wait, 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 when it, okay. We'll take a break, be right back, and then Kristen Burt has an announcement on someone did something, which I can't wait to hear yeah. right after this with the family. What are the things you want to avoid when it comes time to sell your home? Hey, it's Tom with my realtor, Chris Lindahl. If you're like most people, it's things like open houses, staging, decluttering, repairs, maintenance, and all the people coming through your house. Hey, Tom, the Guaranteed Offer Program from Chris Lindahl Real Estate was created for people like you so that you can avoid the things that you don't like doing when it comes time to sell your home. 
We have been presenting offers for homes in most price ranges. Homeowners are loving our guaranteed offer program, especially how much money they are making on their home sale without the inconveniences. So this program is for all price ranges and conditions, including perfectly maintained homes? Most homes do qualify. To see if your home qualifies, go to chrislandall.com and click Get Offer right now. Will you be the next homeowner to accept an offer from our guaranteed offer program? Find out now. If you qualify, you will get an offer in 48 hours or less, and the best part is you get to pick a closing date that is convenient for you and close in as little as three weeks. Go to chrislindahl.com right now to see if you qualify or call 763-401-SOLD. That is 763-401-SOLD. Tom here for Sabre Plumbing, Heating, and Air Conditioning. Right now, Sabre and Bryant are teaming up to offer 0% financing for 36 months when you buy a new Bryant furnace. This is the perfect time to replace your old furnace with a new trouble-free, energy-efficient furnace from Sabre. And when you buy Bryant equipment, you're getting one of the most trusted names in the industry. This 0% offer is available for a limited time. Call Sabre Plumbing, Heating, and Air Conditioning to find out more, and please tell them that Tom sent you. Saber and Bryant, whatever it takes. A newer man. The jingle's in. Man. He danced to lick. Or danced for you or something. He did something. In worn out shoes. Is that Sammy? Mm-hmm. Am I in a danced in worn out shoes? I love Sammy's voice. Oh, he was a great singer. Sammy Davis? An entertainer. Listen, oh, I think so, yeah. Oh, no. Uh, her contact is in her eyes. <laughs> I think that was, oh, a, I think that was kind of a shtick thing you're, for him. You're filtering that through Billy Crystal. Yeah. yeah. That's true. Yeah, yeah, that's true. You're right about that. <laughs> Kristen Burt was going to say, what were you, what were you going to say, Kristen? Oh, I had to tell something about somebody. Uh, I just wanted to say San Francisco. There was a, a oh, yeah. photo circulating yesterday on social media. Um, and that someone who was high out of their mind on drugs, uh, most likely homeless as well, walked into a Safeway, which is a grocery store. I don't know if you guys have it in the sure. Midwest, oh, yeah. but um, went to the toilet paper aisle, grabbed some toilet oh, paper, no. and proceeded to defecate in the middle of the store. Of course he did, because there aren't any rules anymore. Uh. Right. And But just to give you guys an idea of like how out of control it is in that city... Um, Los Angeles has got to watch that because yes. we're next. Yes. Well, I have a question for you. Why are they tolerating that kind of behavior anyway? I don't know. But, again, I think we've gone back to this, too. It's, it's we The opioid crisis is what you need to tackle before a housing crisis. Yeah. I, think. Yeah. I agree with people, that. People, there are yep. shelters available, but they don't want to abide by the sober rules when you live in these shelters. Yeah. What? Mm-hmm. I- Go ahead. And that's why they, that's why those people who have a narcotics problem, you want to get them into a system where you can get them off of narcotics and on methadone or one of the other medications that can ease that and get them away from those drugs. It's a medication they're going to take the rest of their life, and that's what you need to do. But they're still taking uh, fentanyl, heroin, or whatever else they can get their hands on. It's a, it's it's you, know, you can't do anything. You're never going to fix it because they're illegal. Yeah. But if we can go back for just a minute to okay. to. Uh, now, there are some, some real social uh, questions with regards to blackface, because I just pulled up a picture of, of Billy Crystal yeah. in blackface right. with... Who's he, and who, I got it. Who's oh. he standing with? Is that Jesse uh, Jackson? Jesse. With Jesse Jackson. It is Jesse Jackson. Mm. Oh, oh, what do you think of that action? Oh. That, bam, bam, how you doing, babe? You know, that wow. is... Uh, that... that 
that's re- I find that's that damning. Well, well that, that's why no one's ever brought it up. Well, then what we'll say, what's wrong with blackface if you're I doing agree. it in character? You know, if you're if you're playing Aladdin and you're in you're, you have a dark face because you're doing an Aladdin character at a, at a Halloween party, what's wrong with that? That's only if you're Canadian. Uh, yeah, that's right. Well, what you know, what's wrong with that? You know, if you're on TV and you're playing a black person, we can do it in blackface. And yeah. again, white girls was two black guys playing white women. Who gives a shit? I mean, who cares? White chicks. White chicks, yeah. It was called white chicks. That's exactly right. I, who cares about that kind of stuff? I don't get why anybody would care about that. And there's is Ringo Starr standing with him? Another picture with Ringo oh, really? Starr. Ringo. Ringo Starr doing a duet. How are you doing, babe? Oh, yeah. There you go. This is, this is yeah, I think this could be brought up next time someone says something. Yeah. Especially Jesse Jackson, because he would be the first one screaming about it if oh, somebody God, did yes. it today. Well, if there's money in it for him. Yeah. Just like everybody else now, it's all about money. How much money can I make from destroying your life? Oh, okay, great. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Thank you so much. So anyway, what were we talking about? We were talking about you, you were making someone. Some of the things going downhill with regards to defecation on the streets and oh, things yeah. like that. I remember, Kristen, I wanted to ask you this question. What, what, you know, because you live with it. There are people turding up your streets, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Well, not, I wouldn't say our streets, but I would say that um, we are at least dealing with a lot of tent cities and things like that right now. Okay. So my question is this. Why would they allow people to drop a turd right on a sidewalk or in the street? When a little kid could walk by, look, they don't know what it is, reach down and touch it, well, what if that person has E. coli or something else? Well, it is it is a health hazard. Yes. It's a major biohazard. And, I mean, that I don't know what that grocery store had to deal with, too, because if it was in a food aisle, <laughs> you know, you have to get rid of all the food in that area. Um, but also, there are dog walking laws here. And yes, if you don't right. pick up after your dog, you can be fine. Why isn't that uh, the same for humans? Couldn't agree more. I mean, more. you shouldn't be able to just drop your pants and go to the bathroom on the sidewalk. So what is the upside of allowing people to poop in the street? I don't I don't get the upside of that. There is no upside. So why There's do no they upside. do it? Why do they let them do it? I don't get it. I, I just feel like, especially San Francisco, which is really at crisis point, I think right. that they have just allowed... It really feels like it, they just allowed the people who are transients or on the street to just live their lives the way they want to without any concern. And I think the cops probably feel at this point, they're like, what can we do? We can't really take them in. They don't want help. You know, it does get to a point for them that, that all they're doing is chasing their tail in law enforcement. If you're not getting any help from the city in terms of laws and politicians doing something about it. You know what's amazing to me about that whole thing, too, is I have a friend who owns a plumbing and heating business. He's trying to hire people, and he can't hire anyone because nobody wants to work. And I have a friend who is a painter. He, he said, I am trying to hire 10 people, really well-paying jobs. These jobs pay really well. I need 10 people, and I can't find one person that will take the job. That's the big problem, that people in that certain age bracket, they don't want to work. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. I don't know what we're going to do about that. Uh, you know, got all these well-paying jobs out there, great futures, you know, the whole career thing, and they like, no, I'm not doing that. It, it, People it, don't want labor jobs. That's what it is. Why not? And some of those jobs, like painters, yeah, every once in a while they'll take a toke. Oh, and, yeah. And oh, they, absolutely. And, and, they, and they do just as good a job because the monotony of that job is beyond belief. Yet they go out and take a little toke, 
get right through that day, no problem at all. Say they're not going to fall, they're not going to get hurt. You're absolutely Great right. Great job. There's no question about it. So I, I just don't you know, see I the upside. Don't wanna, I know why they don't want to do labor jobs. Think about this, especially the current generation. They were raised on computers. They spent more time inside. Think about it. When all of us were kids, we were outside. We were running around. We yep. were you know, playing kickball, riding our bikes. Yep. That has probably been reduced, but I'm going to guess, by at least 70% of kids like outside running around yeah, and everything else. I could see that. Mm-hmm. I don't know, but we need people to do these jobs, these manufacturing jobs, painters, mm-hmm. you know, plumbing, heating, air conditioning, electricians, all the rest of it. Those are not hard jobs. They're skill jobs. They're not hard to do those jobs. And no, and a lot of them are union jobs. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Money. Absolutely. And, and they, uh, they ha- some of them have uh, intellectual pieces to them as far as problem solving. We just had people out trying to f- fix a refrigerator in our office. And there was a problem solving process, which is intellectually stimulating because every, every kind of appliance or piece that they work at is different. And they have to work through it in an intellectual way. So there's really there's a lot that goes into these jobs. Yep. You know, I, I, I don't hear much. I hear a lot more about trade school. You know, you would go to school to learn a trade. Right. I just always feel like we just hear about college. And college is not for everyone to sit down and in a classroom setting for another four years after graduating high school. But I, used, I feel like we used to see on TV all the time, like, get a trade, go to school, learn something, be out in the field making money within the next year or two. And you don't see that as much as you used to. Yep. If, if you're a plumber and you own your own business, man, you are writing checks like you cannot mm-hmm. imagine. Hey, you make a lot of money. Oh, yeah. A lot you of do. Money. You know what my high school counselor said to me, don't you, there... <laughs> Kristen Burt. Oh, what did he recommend? It was a woman, Mrs. Nyquist. Very pretty woman, by the way. She's a very attractive woman. So I I go into her office because she called me to her office and she said, "Do you have a cigarette?" <laughs> and I said, "Yeah, I got I got an old gold on me because I I didn't I never did inhale. I thought I did, but as it turns out, I just inhaled through my nose, but it went in my mouth and I just smoked it. I just blew it out." So it never went in my lungs. So I actually never really did smoke. But I gave her an old gold, and she lit up the old gold, and she goes, Tom, I have to be 100% honest with you. You may as well get a factory job because you got no shot. Oh, no. <laughs> I will never forget that as long as I live. She told me you may as well just fail miserably because you you suck. Yeah, just sign up for the CIO. Yeah. The CIO, that's right. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, so, you know, I, to this day, I kind of go <laughs> over her gravestone. No, I don't even know if she's dead. I hope she's not dead. Very, uh, like I said, very attractive young woman who had a hell of an attitude. But speaking, of the, speaking of the trades, Tom, you might, get, you might enjoy this. I saw a woman up on the iron the other day. You did? I saw a woman up Ooh, there. Oh, that's cool. And she, uh, she, was, she was a good-looking woman. Was she tying iron? She, no, she was up there. She, they were doing, uh, they were doing uh, prefab concrete oh, prefab. erection. Oh, yeah, okay. She was up there with a big pry bar. Sure. Ooh. <laughs> now, she, now she, wasn't, she wasn't the walking boss or anything like that. She, she could have been a punk up there. Yeah, but, yep. You know, but she, would, she was up there, and I go, whoa, that's interesting. Mikey, how are you? Good, how are you? Sorry, Marvelous. Mikey. The only guy that wears a Timberwolf sweatshirt. <laughs> I love the Timberwolves, but they just can't win. I don't know what the hell it is. In any case, uh, yeah, I uh, remember one time, Kristen, on the job, I was tying iron, and then they would pour the, the, the do the concrete columns mm-hmm. over it. One of the uh, the uh, cranes 
they had one piece. We fitted one piece where it was, it was supposed to be, and then the crane would bring the next piece in, and then you'd fit that, you know, tight up against the other one. A uh, little wind blow. Things started swinging back and forth. Guy was caught between. Cut him right off at the hip. Oh. I will oh. never forget that as long as I live. Like, Horrifying. whoa, I didn't want to see that. Oh. <laughs> wow. Yeah, we, yeah. Those. The, my dad was an iron worker, and uh, yeah, he 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 ended up with the wrong end of six tons of steel. There you go. And, oh. and he had injuries that no. I, to this day I've never seen anybody survive uh, from. And this was in the late '40s. So man, that is yeah, a rough job, good. rough industry. Wow. Ooh. Someday I'll tell you my uh, <laughs> my tying iron uh, in the in the brake trailer. You go in the trailer to eat lunch. I can't tell you on the air what the guy said, but holy <laughs> shit! I learned a lot as a teenage boy. I will guarantee you that I learned a lot uh, about all people don't think the same. That's <laughs> right. Say that, and particularly iron workers in those trailers. Oh, that God, is a rough place. Uh, I'll, someday I'll tell you, Kristen, but you'll start running when I do finally tell you what the guy said to me. Oh no. I will never. Well, he didn't say it to me. Actually, he said it to the guy, one of the other guys. And he was trying to be nice. And he was trying to be nice. He actually was trying to be nice. It's true. He didn't come off as very nice, <laughs> but he was trying to be nice. Now everybody in this room gets to hear about it during the break. Ain't no way I'm saying that on the air. Yeah, and, and, and Kristen, you're, it's going to be live when you see it. You got to be face to face. Oh, you got to be. Yeah, you got to be face to face. There's no doubt about that. It just has to be done. No question. So in any case, what else you got coming up? What do you? So oh my God, we're not going to talk to you again until after the first. No, year. not until twenty twenty. Twenty twenty. Next time we talk to you. So yeah. what? What do you got? What's the plan for the holiday? We are staying here for Christmas, and then we will be spending a week and ushering in the new year in Palm Springs. So I will be cool oh, and relaxing. Yeah, That's too I'm bad. We do it every year. It's a huh? good way to sort of have a fresh start to the new year. Horrible way to suffer out there in Palm Springs. Just terrible. It's so tough. <laughs> <laughs> it's so tough. Now it is. Well, you know what, Kristen? I hope you understand how much I love working with you, and I appreciate all the work you've done over all the, the years. It's Every Tuesday, it's so much fun to sit down and talk to you for, for an hour about what's going on in Hollywood because you're the only person out there other than Nick Swartzen that I'll talk to. So, you know. Oh, I appreciate it. Thank you. Thanks for having me and the, for another year. Maybe in 2020 we will meet face to face, which is ridiculous at this point. I still think you <laughs> should come. You should either come to to Key West in February or come to Nashville <laughs> in November. Nashville sounds fun. You want to do Nashville? Key West is good though. My brother, my brother lives closer to Key West, so. Oh, so you can fight I with can him. him too. It'd be great. You can I know. Fight with it your brother. You know, Donald Trump's a my genius. Brother. I hate you. I can hear you now. Oh, my gosh. And then I could block him, but I can't block him if I'm physically at his house. <laughs> I can't block him right there. We stand right in front of me. That's one of the shortfalls of social media. Yes, you the shortfalls indeed. <laughs> indeed, it's all true. Okay, so by the time we talk again in a couple of weeks, I'll watch the last half of uh, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Uh, Marriage Story. You have to watch Marriage Story. I can't do it. I hate Adam Driver so much. You can do it. Oh, God, I hate him. You can do it. Okay, how about, what was the other one I was going to ask you about? I was going to ask you about something else, but I can't remember. Oh, Jewel. Should I see Jewel? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Okay, so I should see it. Uh, Because I'm interested. Here's the thing. It it was Clint Eastwood's, like, least 
Um, it, it's actually one of his least successful films. That's but correct. I'm yep. curious to see your take on The Reporter and how they interpreted that and what the truth is. So. I will love it. And again, thank you for all your great work. You make me laugh. You make me happy. And what more could you ask for, right? I don't know. A little dose of sunshine. <laughs> all right, sister. We'll talk to you in a couple of weeks. Thank you. And happy holidays, everyone. Happy holidays. Thank Merry you. Christmas. Happy, happy New Year. Merry Christmas. All of that good stuff. <laughs> <laughs> we'll be back with the family.